happy 2019. We are glad to be back in the studio and we're ready to begin season five of Digital Learning Radio. If you're just joining us, I'm Katherine Laster and I'm part of the Digital Learning Team at Region 10 Education Service Center. I'm joined by Ashley Gillum. Hello. And we are thrilled to introduce two new colleagues to our team and to this podcast. Hooray and hello to Nancy Watson. Hi, everyone. And Misty Trevino. Hello. On today's episode, you'll get to know Misty and Nancy, plus we'll share a bit about what we have planned for the semester. Okay, Ashley, take it away and help us welcome our new teammate. Thanks, Catherine. If you're a longtime listener of Digital Learning Radio, you may have heard our interview with Nancy Watson in season three. She is a self-described digital citizenship nerd. Welcome, Nancy. Well, thanks, and I'm glad to be back, and I am probably the geekiest digital citizenship person you are likely to meet in real life, (laughs) although I do have some Twitter friends that are uh, pretty close rivals for me, so uh, I'm so happy to be here, and uh, I've just so enjoyed my week and a half so far at Region 10. Uh, I worked in Plano ISD for 18 years, so this was a big change for me to to come and be the newbie again. But um, I was a middle school librarian for six years, and then I was in my role as a digital learning specialist for uh, the last 12 years. So uh, I did a lot of professional development around technology integration, and I was very excited a couple of years ago to be selected to be a Google innovator. So Yay. my my project is called CLICK. It stands for Collaborate, Learn, Instruct, Create, and Know. And it is a website of student-created technology tips. And if anybody listening has some students that would like to contribute technology tips, I would love to hear from you. Uh, I'm also pretty proud of being involved in the new ISTE Certified Educator Program. I was one of the seven authors of that program. And... Um, There are currently fewer than 30, I think, um, educators who have completed that process. It's a two-day in-person workshop followed by a few weeks of online work and then a submission of a portfolio. So we are getting a lot more people every day who have submitted their portfolios, and uh, I'm excited to see where that program is going to go. Awesome. Yep, Catherine and I are both familiar with that program as we are finishing our portfolios this week. I I know somebody that can give you some tips, maybe. Uh, Yes, perfect, perfect. Well, welcome, Nancy. Misty, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, So I can kind of start with uh, how I got started, and I did everything backwards in life. I had kids and then got married, and then I decided I was going to um, become a teacher because that had always been my dream. I actually worked in insurance before this, so y'all probably didn't know that. I was a teacher for six years. I taught fourth and fifth grade ELA for a while. During that time, I earned a master's of science in global e-learning, which was an amazing program through Texas A&M Commerce. And then I was blessed to be a part of the Dynamic Learning Project with Google EdTech Team and Digital Promise. And then I am just so lucky to be here now. I also am a Google innovator and I'm currently working on my project, which is called Tackle Tech Teach. It is a virtual coaching platform that I'm actually working on and should be released at the end of the year. I love creating and designing um, and really enjoy just the creative process, which is why this is the perfect job for me. And um, another thing y'all probably did not know is I recently participated in a TED Ed masterclass where I developed my own TED Talk. And I submitted that right before 
right before I came here in December. So me and that's Michelle. awesome. What yeah. was your what was your TED talk about? It was actually about my life journey and just overcoming adversity and kind of metaphor metaphorically speaking, painting a picture that you're happy with in life. Nice. I love that. I can't wait to listen to it. That sounds profound. I think I signed up for that and then never did anything with it. It was truly amazing. You just learned so many different speaking skills that I never thought of. Well, hopefully you'll share your your newfound knowledge with us. Yes. (laughs) Clearly, I need some speaking skills since (laughs) I can't get my words out. All right. Thank you, Misty. So our theme for this season is coaching. We'll be sharing tips and tricks, successes and struggles, and the value of coaching versus traditional PD delivery methods. And we're really excited about this topic. I love how this idea evolved as we were talking about possible topics last week. Um, I love that we're going to be bringing in some guest speakers that we've all known from previous districts and previous jobs. I know that coaching can really make a difference in ways that um, that teachers implement new protocols in their classroom. But... I honestly don't personally have a lot of experience with coaching myself because my role was more professional development as opposed to coaching. So I'm really looking forward to learning from this series. Well, I am too. And that's traditionally has been my role too, more professional development than coaching. But we have a lot of people who are coaches that come to our sessions and things like that. And Catherine and I just finished up um, results coaching. So that was, that was transformative, that training. So I'm, 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 I'm very excited to dig deeper. I'm excited as well. I think part of my my previous job was all about coaching, and um, I learned how important it is. And schools that don't have a coach on campus, especially like a digital coach, um, are really falling behind the curve. So Mm -hmm. I think this is such a great topic to explore. Yeah. And Misty, I love how last week when we were talking about this, that you pointed out that coaching is so much about the relationship. And um, I'm just really happy with the relationships that the four of us are forming already. So yes, should be good. Yeah. And relationships will be one of the topics we talk about this season. So looking forward to it. Um, We are going to introduce a new segment this season where we simply share something we've learned in the past week. These ideas may or may not be educational, but I think it would be a good reminder, at least for me, to keep my eyes open and to learn something that's worth sharing every week. And I will start. I came across a website. I'm sure I saw this on Twitter. I follow um, The Advocate if y'all are familiar with that. And this is a resource of theirs. It is called Edupedia. Their little tagline is, is we define education. And I'm going to read their definition of what Edupedia is. It is a digital encyclopedia slash glossary slash dictionary hybrid that allows users to find well-researched information on any education-related topic. They are all written in very accessible language. They stay away from, you know, academic language and unnecessary you know jargon. It's not very data heavy. They try to stay away from the data as part of the content because it's obviously in a constant state of fluctuation. Um, You can also contribute to Edupedia. And so like if you wanted to learn um, maybe more about project-based learning, you can you can search that on their site and they've just curated all these fantastic resources that anybody can use to learn. That's so cool because um, I was on a Twitter chat just last night and somebody was asking for a resource that sounds very much like that. So I'm going to tag her in another tweet as soon as we're done here and I will be sure to call that to her attention. Awesome. Thanks for that. Yeah. My find for the week is a website called Gapminder and Gapminder is uh, a bunch of facts and they produce free teaching resources to 
help the world be more understandable using reliable statistics. I know that there's a lot of talk about fake news and people think that they may know things about the world, but Gapminder tries to uh, provide actual statistics and data so that you can learn factually what is going on in the world. So I thought it was really fascinating. They have a lot of free resources for teachers and they freely share their information. It's gapminder.org. Fantastic. This looks like a really great resource. Misty, what do you have for us today? Share your wisdom and knowledge. So I'm going to share a little background information. Um, part of this this role is to create podcasts, which a uh, little transparency, I am I had not been a fan of um, just because I'm a very visual learner. So just the idea of listening to something for hours on end just did not sound appealing to me. So um, I went and searched for the perfect podcast for me. And after listening to about seven different podcast, I came across one called Monster that was a um, kind of has a crime theme of unsolved murders and I was hooked. Um, I actually finished the entire podcast this weekend. So now I really feel ready to kind of dig into other podcasts and explore some more that are kind of related to my field and really get to learn from from others. So I'm excited. Well, I'll share some murder mystery podcasts with you too. I've got I've got at least three I can think of that you'll enjoy. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't tell you how many podcast titles I've heard about in the last week and a half since being here, but it's really exciting. It makes me realize I'm pretty behind the curve on podcasts, so I'm going to try to up my podcast game this this semester. Well, you're talking to two people, Catherine and I, who are podcast nerds. I, I so. noticed that. Yeah. Yeah, about both of you, and I say that in the, the nicest, nicest most, way possible. In, in, with the most admiration that I can, can muster, so. All right, Catherine, what do you have? Okay, have you all seen the work from Jake Miller? He is the Edu Gift Guy. Have you seen that? I think so. I have seen a couple of things that he's done. So his website and his tweets are all tiny videos. So they're GIFs and they typically show a Google tool, a trick, uh, behind the scenes, something with Google. And they are so informative. And I saw one this weekend that is perfect for either low teachers or teachers who um, have ELL students. And this little trick is in a Google spreadsheet, you can use the formula Google Translate and you can use a input language and then a target language. And so his tweet shows columns in a sheet where column A is your native language. So in my case, English. And then I can put vocabulary words or phrases. And then using the formula in column B, I can create Spanish translations or Arabic translations or Chinese translations using any one of the 100 plus languages in Google Translate. That's awesome. It was super easy to create. The formula is very easy. You just have to know those language codes to get from one column to the next. And I think in my former class, I had, you know, a class with 12 different languages. So I could have a column with each of those um, languages or translations. How, 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 robust is Google Translate? Well, um, and I don't know if you can answer that, but well, we had, for instance, our community was Burmese refugees. Mm -hmm. So they don't have Chin and Karini and (laughs) Burmese, I don't think yet in Google Translate. But if you're talking Chinese, Arabic, Spanish, um, 
a, the romance languages mm-hmm. they would have, those kinds of things. And, and I think for individual vocabulary words, it's probably pretty accurate. I know it's right. not as good as a natural language translation in many cases, right. but for something like that, it seems like it would be perfect if you had spelling words or if you had mm-hmm. you know academic language words. Mm-hmm. It just seems like that would be such a great tool for so many teachers who have English language learners in their classes. Yeah. Okay, Ashley, did you have one other chair? Because oh, yeah. I think we we're going to do one each, but I think you were just talking about another. Right. I saw this on Twitter. It's um, remove.bg, and it just removes the background image of any image you have in like five seconds without a single click. I saw it first from Tony Vincent. Did you? Yes. I think I saw, I think Eric Kurtz shared it where I, where I saw that, but um, I know there was an app. Did Meredith Akers share an app that does the same thing? And we got Meredith and I got that from Tony Vincent oh. too. So Sticky AI okay, is, yeah. the, is the app that removes what? the background. Uh, One more thing that I, I need to go and in, investigate. Well, so. we've given you a website version and then an app version, so you can. Yeah, we'll put it covered. all in the show notes. We will. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us today. You can find us on Twitter at DigLearnRadio. Also, please take a moment to rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts and check out the show notes for the resources we referred to today. 